Hello and welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. I had a week off last week. Thanks for tuning in. AC held the fort down well. Not that I've listened to the pod because of our our editing issues and it only got out yesterday. So you're going to have a double drop this week and I'll make sure I'm a, a loyal listener and see see what the boys had to say. I did get some mail that I caught some strays on my, on my golf game, which I'm sure we'll talk about and they were all fairly accurate but AC how you going mate how's how's things over in wintery London yeah good brother it's pretty cold it's pretty Baltic at the moment actually last week was tough it was it snowed a little bit uh not like not enough to stay on the ground or whatever you call it hold or whatever it is they say but um settle that's the word yeah (laughs) a bit of a mind blank there but um Apart from that, pretty good, mate. I had a good weekend, pretty wholesome Saturday. It was a little bit rough on Sunday, but managed to just park up and watch the footy in the Arvo. There's not heaps to do in the winter here. You don't feel that guilty if you have a lazy day because it's dark at 3.30. Anyway, mate, your weekend would have been much more exciting than mine. Uh, How did everything go? Well, yeah, the the last week was really good, obviously. You the listeners would probably know that I was on the ground at the Aussie Open covering it, and it was a great, it was a great week. I was there from Tuesday, so the practice rounds through till, through till Friday, and I I ended up, I ended up having the weekend off because I had to play cricket Saturday and Sunday, which you know was was a great experience as well. But you know, being at the golf over the weekend, for how it turned out, would have been pretty good, but. My overall experience of the Aussie Open is I was surprised at how big a event it actually is. Like the punters really come out and get amongst it. It was really impressive. Well, I, I followed around a few few guys that I was really impressed with. And then Wu, obviously, uh, as we've talked about on this this pod, I got to follow him for nine holes. And geez. He just he just has something that not a lot of people have. I can't put my finger on it, but it was it was yeah. impressive. And you know there was there was a lot of people that that impressed me to be honest. But you know it was overall a great week. All the players that I tried to have a chat to were fantastic. They they were willing to give their time, and you know it was it was a it was a great week. Nice mate. Was there was it easy to get around? Was it? Busy enough, and that there was an atmosphere, or was it quite tricky to manoeuvre your way? Well, actually, yeah, do you well, get a do you get inside the ropes? Yeah, yeah. So you just you get a you've got a media badge, and uh, and then you get like a you get like a skipper's armband <laughs> that says media on it, and it's bright orange. You can get one of those as well, and yeah, you're, you're essentially inside the inside the ropes. Um, so yeah, you just you just wander inside the ropes, especially if there was a big crowd like there was on on Thursday with Min Woo and and Cam Smith playing together. But you know, um, there were some groups you, you didn't really need need it, so you could just yeah. wander behind the ropes. But no, nah, more often than not, you're inside the ropes, waiting out the, the back of the green. You kind of just hover off to the to the right or the left of the fairway, and you know it's it's great. You get 
the best seat in the house, essentially. Nice, brother. Yeah, I would have loved to have one at the Open. That was probably my biggest takeaway was just it's very hard to see your favourite players in those yeah. massive events. So I guess the Aussie Open would have been a lot nicer on that front. But uh, it's good to see that Aussies getting around the, these events once the players come come over because they get deprived of the golf, don't they? So I'm glad that there was a decent atmosphere there and that Sydney got around it because I I do sometimes wonder whether they should have this on the sand belt. Um, but like, I'm glad that it was a good turnout. Yeah, and just before we move into talking about anything else, so if you didn't catch the Aussie Open, Joaquin Neiman of, of Chile and obviously Liv Golfer, one of the premier players in the world, if not based off world rankings, got the job done. And he he held off Rakua Hoshino in a playoff. And, and you know, Minwoo Lee had a, had, a, had a tough kind of weekend to, to not tumble out of contention, but, you know, he he fell away. Which mm. you know, after the after the six competitive rounds of golf he'd played, like it was, you know, bound to happen. Adam Scott made a a big surge, which by all accounts made the crowd just get up and about before he got a bit of a tough break and and made a triple triple coming in. And I'm sure we'll talk about Adam Scott a bit later on. But in terms of the golf courses, AC, I I really enjoyed watching golf at both. Uh, I think they're okay. both tailor-made for championship golf. The, the Australian probably more so. Uh, the Lakes looks like it'd be more fun for a, you know, a punter like me or you to go play, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Probably, it's probably a cooler golf course. I I actually had, had the opportunity to play the Australian yesterday and, you know, it was as pure as anything after kind of the last – 10 days it's had you could barely tell there was a, a tournament there and it was it just it just it's just a long challenging test and in terms of golf course design like I don't think it has a whole heap of character if you know what I mean it's just a yeah it's just a brute a bit of a hitter's golf test. course yeah massively whereas the lakes is a bit quirkier it's got it's got some cool holes not to say the Australian doesn't, like you'd you take around there every time you're offered it, but it was, yeah, it just that was just my opinion of the golf course, but I don't think you could actually have better setups for, for tournament golf. Okay. Yeah, the snippets I saw, the Australian looked a little bit American to me. Very. Not, yeah. Um, but that, what do you think of the whole co-ed event part of it? How how did that run while you're there and the two courses? Look, it's great that you you can watch the men and the women at the same time, but I don't think it should be uh, like a dual a dual thing. I think if I'm being brutally honest, the the men's event just takes a bit of shine off the women's event. I think they they had such a good field that that they deserve their kind of own week for everyone yeah. to come down and. And watch because it, it definitely it played second fiddle, especially when you know there were not really many Aussie women in contention come Sunday. Like Minji yeah. Lee was kind of there or thereabouts, but look, if you're being honest, she was gonna have to do something pretty special to have to win. Whereas you know, like Minwoo was 
kind of a guy. And then Adam Scott made a huge charge who's notoriously got so close at these events. And, you know, it was, I just think, I just think that they should have their own weeks, whether it's the week after each other or it's a completely different date in the schedule. I think, I just think that's the, the way to go, but I don't think they're going to do it. And mm-hmm. in terms of the All Abilities Championship, I, it was, that fits in fine. They've got such a small field and and that is yeah. really interesting to watch as well. Those those guys and girls absolutely flush it. It's it's um really impressive to see them manage themselves around a golf course, just as it is for any any kind of professional golfer. Yeah, it's pretty inspiring. Those all abilities people, like just seeing them, just just like not you know not like it makes you just feel bad for what what you can achieve on the golf course because you see those guys play and what they have to kind of their setbacks and what they deal with and how. They just find a way to, they just have, they all kind of come up with their own unique blueprint depending on what what disability they have and just make the most of it. It's pretty pretty cool to see. And yeah, I it's kind of hard, isn't it, with the with the multiple events going. It's just, you, no matter how you do it, you're not going to be able to give everything even coverage, are you? Like, it's just not going to work. No, like it's yeah. It, I could suppose you, you could say it it worked, but like mm. put the golf aside, it's just there is just a lot going on, and like I said before, I just think that it'd be a bigger deal if each of the men and the women had their their own week in the sun, kind of thing. Yeah, and and to that point where you're talking about how there wasn't many Aussies. In contention, the women's side of things, I think for it doesn't matter so much in the massive events, obviously in Europe and um, America. But I think since there's limited event, good events in Aussie, you're going to have a lot more casual fans, and they're always going to just get behind the locals and the familiar faces, aren't they? They're not going to go follow around someone niche that they love watching because there's probably more casual fans than you'd get at an, at a like in a country that gets more sort of tournaments regularly does that make sense yeah yeah it, it does make sense because not just the lack of golf that, that happens down here and yeah, yeah. you're only going to get kind of it's the only opportunity that you're probably going to get to follow around your favorite player if it's cam smith or Minmu lee so mate of course you're going to do that and Look, on day one, Minji and Steph Kiriako had a pretty decent crowd following them as well, which is understandable. It's just when it came to the crunch time of the tournament, it was just kind of like not that I was there to actually see what, what the crowds were like. They're always going to look decent, and and I think they still were, but I just think it could be better. Yeah. No, it's fair take, and obviously you would have had a good feel for it being on the ground. Um, anyone that stuck out to you, like, was there someone that you went away from this tournament, you oh, he's got some serious potential, or she? Uh, yeah, uh, there's a couple. Uh, Jeffrey Guan from, he's a he's a Sydney guy, he's just turned pro. He is ultra impressive. Uh, only 19, he was, I think he was two or three off the lead heading into the weekend. Uh, he, he has something about him. 
it's just he hits the the way he hits the golf ball and his short game is just immaculate. This young girl, Elia uh, Elia Galitsky from Thailand, mate, okay. I think she's sixteen and yeah, she's she'll win a major. She is unbelievable. Okay. I watched Put that on the I record. Her a, yeah, I watched her hit the golf ball and I was like, oh, holy, that is impressive for you know. It, a kid essentially, and she's keeping up with all, all the pros. But in, in terms of like a the big, the heavy hitters, uh, Neiman, I, I wrote a piece on him on Friday, and I, I, so I followed him for nine holes. He's playing with Aaron Badley and Lucas Herbert, and he behind Conan Binwu, I just think he was the most impressive ball striker on display. Just, just pierces the air and sounds different when when those mm. two hit the ball. And Ashley Buhai. I I sat up eating my lunch in the media center and on Tuesday and she was in this like not it's like a greenside bunker. It was to a back left a back left pin on nine and then there's water behind the behind the flag kind of thing. And it's like a I'd say it's like a 40, 50 meter bunker shot. And she just she had like six balls in the bunker, and she just proceeds to just clip them all to about three feet. It's insane. I was, I was like, oh, this is these guys and girls are just playing a completely different game. But yeah, those are the ones off the top of my head that stand out. I I managed to have a sit down with with Michael Hendry, who was obviously a Kiwi golfer, and he would had a pretty tough day. He had a couple over, only made one birdie. The putter kind of couldn't get hot. I followed him around, and he played with Nick Hardy, who's a PGA Tour pro. And if you just ask the regular punter that didn't know, and you asked what one of these guys hitting the golf balls are playing on the PGA Tour, you'd say Michael Hendry every single day of the week. It, he just he just flushes it. Not that Nick Hardy doesn't, but it just you know it just looks. It's interesting. Because Nick Hardy is, a lot of people are buying Nick Hardy stock. Uh, oh, yeah. He was having a tough so, day in Italy as well when I saw him. But yeah, yeah. I have to black book your, um, the four you've given me there. Just keep yeah, them in mind uh, for our punts. I'd chuck him, man. And just back on Michael Hendry, look, I, I'm writing a big feature on him for uh, the magazine coming up, and I just asked him, you know, after his round, waited for him outside the score as Timothy had kind of 10 minutes to sit down and have a chat with me on the record and mate, he sat with me for 20 minutes and, and told his his story obviously for those that don't know he's been battling leukemia and he's kind of make, making a comeback and it was you come out of that with it's pretty inspiring and um, I, I actually asked him if we could if I could chuck the chuck the recording the interview up on on off the tips so we'll do that early next year once the magazine goes off sale so you have that to look forward to guys so and and i'm sure it'll make you reevaluate your your next day because it was it was pretty inspiring stuff yeah that's that's awesome mate and it's it's great that he gave you time after a tough round as well and i'm sure he doesn't love talking about all his struggles but it's it's good that good to hear and it, like you say just puts in perspective there's probably someone that will hear that and it might might help them as well so good on him for sure he's an absolute champion bloke and 
uh, yeah, I was I was really gunning for him to do well this week, and I, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll contend in the in the events to come. But yeah, do you do you have any any other takes on the Aussie Open? I, I'd imagine it would have been hard to get your eyes on it in, uh, very. in the UK. Um, couple of things really is just my puns were right in play. I had Patrick Rogers and Alex Fitzpatrick, who were from memory one or two back going to the last round and both just lit themselves on fire. Uh, mm. Plus three and plus four for them. And the other thing was just um, just an observation. It was just a bad, bad tournament for the Kiwis. Sam Jones was our yeah. best at T48. So that, that was a bit tough. Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know what really – we had plenty in the field, so I would have expected someone to be top 20. Yeah, I was expecting Kazuma to have a decent week, but then again, it was quite long, and you know, he's not the longest guy out there. I was ben Campbell's no, I thought, would go okay. Mm. Yeah. But, um... To be fair, it's a great course for, for Hendry. But just, you know, the reps under his belt, it was always going to be a, a tougher ask. But in, ter- yeah, in terms of my punts, Cam Davis was, I thought on on Thursday, I was like, oh, stop the count when he posted <laughs> nine under and then just at the lakes and then proceeded to go back to the Australian, which is, I believe, his home course. Don't quote me on that, though. And proceeded to just have a tough day on the tools. Oh, and then he kind of resurfaced late, gave me a little bit of hope. And yeah, you know, it wasn't to be. And the off the tips, boys have started their punts how they finished them last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that it's, it's not, it's pretty bleak already. But we, we keep going. We, there's no quit in this. Yeah, well, we, we, we don't really have an option. It's, yeah, exactly. We got to we got to try and win the accountant some money back. Yeah, tough. He's given us he's given us a bit of a relief on the bill, but we can't do that forever. How? What about how much was a beer? See, I'm not sure. I don't have a beer while I was there. Um, I know in the hospitality tent, a Peroni was stinging you 14 bucks, I think. And okay. look. I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate. They were drinking great Northerns around the um, just around the course, which is yeah. I'd, I'd speculate they were maybe 10, 11. Okay. So like that's not too bad. Yeah, fourteen bucks for a Peroni. I I reckon Peroni is a shit drop. Yeah, I do to too. I thought you might get around them because they're a green bottle. <laughs> nah, not Peronis. Just. Green bots have to be be local for me to like. Like Heineken okay. and Peroni are pretty grim. Put a line through them. Stein like a classic and pure, more up my alley. Haven't Han Han Super Dry is the the green bot of choice in in Australia. So so yeah, but look relatively reasonable in today's today's climate. But you know. Mm. And it looked like the punters had had a skin fill by Sunday afternoon. So they weren't afraid to put their hard earned behind the bar. That's good. Did anything else? Was there anything funny you saw? Any observations? Was there anything that you thought was some 
poor tournament organization, anything like that? In terms of to- tournament organization, I feel like it went pretty swimmingly. From from my point of view, it was pretty easy to get a hold of the players and the press conferences were run pretty good. We had some mic issues on on Wednesday or, or Thursday, so you're just sitting in the um, media tent having to like yell at the players, which was okay. You know, a bit of, a bit punishing. It made some loud loud noises when the mo- they had like I don't know what happened, but it was like it sounded like there was a cr- ch- truck crashing when they're trying to get the the mics going. Oh no, that's thought Adrian sound. Moronk's um, eardrums were gonna gonna burst, but. No, but a tournament organization point of view, it was okay. It was fine. And what else did I notice? I saw someone get hit on day one. That's never by, good. By Hashino. Yeah, he was okay. And then, yeah. Actually, an observation I made is just the amount of swing, advo- swing advice punters were giving each other in the gallery when they were watching someone. someone swing. They were talking about the positions they get, get into. And, oh, wow. You know, that, that sort of stuff, as they're just lagering up with, with, with some great northerns. Yeah, I heard that. And then some blokes were talking about, you know, uh, just a lot of golf chat flying around, obviously, which is which is yeah, good. They're talking okay. about talking about their rounds of golf, and you know, it's good to see the games alive and well. But yeah, well, I that's think... that's a battle from me. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that's. Like just that's the best part about golf, isn't it? Is that you can kind of play a similar game to the pros, and that you've 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 experienced the shots they've had in some form. Like a, a lot of those people there might have actually played the Australian at some point, or one of the courses, the lakes. Like I think that's where golf is so good, and they need to lean into it even more. Is that the fans are proper nuffies? Yeah. Well, look, I I played the the course yesterday and it, it was a interesting format so it was it was like a not an ambrose but it was a, it was called a shamble and it was so you all tee off and you play your own ball from the best drive which was not a bad not a bad format I, I i didn't mind it and after two days of cricket you know it was a bit better than having to search for my ball that was fucking miles away off the tee and then but yeah, you just see like I, I stood up on ten same tees and just was like looking down where Neiman hit his drive over the far bunkers on the right, just clear yeah. And I was like, I'm like, I might not get there in two. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so I, far away. I think yeah. What do anything stand out to you in terms of? I don't know. Did they take longer than you thought? Did they? Was there something? Yeah. Well, they they do. They take a long time on the greens. These guys and they do. girls. They Neiman, Badley, and Herbert got put on the clock when I was following them, and that was a bit of a drama. And if you'd read, if you read my article on Golf Australia magazine, which is still there, punters, if you want to have a look at it, they, I, I said that. Because I chat, had a chat to Neiman afterwards, and he just said like different tours are obviously kind of different, and they on the DP World Tour they must just be able to give you a warning and then put you on the clock. Whereas on PGA Tour and Live, I think 
you get a warning, but then they tell you they're putting you on the clock. So uh, they didn't yeah. know that, that they had been um they'd been put on the clock and he kind of said we would have played a bit quicker if if they'd known. And to be honest, like they were slow, but like I don't think they were like that bad. It was it was just pretty stock standard for what you see the pros doing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I that was my takeaway from the open as well. It's just you see it around the greens; they really take their time. They're so thorough, but they pull the trigger pretty quickly on tee shots, especially. And I guess because they've done all their homework, they know what club they're going to hit with, depending on conditions. And they just one practice swing, pull the trigger. It's just the greens where they're pretty, pretty meticulous. Yeah, and and playing the greens yesterday, they were like, they weren't tricky to read, but you know, like, yeah, you, you had to be pretty thorough with your line if you you get what I mean. Like, yeah, you could get tipped up, but like that that was how I felt. Just your, your average punter, like, I, but I you felt said like, they were slick, didn't you? They were slick. They were they were definitely yeah. slick, and I think they would have been probably slicker yesterday, yesterday and the day before in the baking sun. So yeah. Mate, yeah, you, you struggled. The greens were probably some up there with some of the better ones I've played, to be honest. Bar maybe, Paraparam. Nice. Is that all you got in the Aussie Open? Yeah, mate. That's essentially all I've got. Uh, it was a great week, nonetheless. I'm, I'm looking forward to next year. And I think if you are in Australia or even in, in New Zealand and and want to go to a decent golf tournament and you know not have to go to the UK or America, she's just it's the start of summer when the Aussie Open or the Aussie PGA are on you, you can probably, if you get onto flights early that they will be fairly reasonable I'd, it's about 30 bucks a ticket to to the Aussie Open, I'd highly recommend you know, f- flying over and, and getting amongst it because you get to see some sensational golf, there's lots of Kiwis on display and there's, there's lots of superstars playing as well so I, I just think if you want to get your tournament fix outside of kind of breaking the wallet and arm and a leg, get to one of those big Aussie events at the end of the year. Do you watch much of the Hero? No. I, uh, what a shit event. <laughs> Why this thing gets world ranking points is beyond me. shouldn't count as a PGA Tour win. I don't know if it does, but it's just... It doesn't. Okay, it doesn't. We've, actually, we did, we've, we've established that, haven't we? But it's just, yeah. it's just a hidden giggle. Uh, it's not... It's kind of funny because, like, I'm all for the PJ Tour, like, saying they have proper events, but this one's just like they're talking out both sides of their mouth because this one's just, this doesn't count for anything. No, it, it doesn't. And, you know, the fact that, that Jason Day was playing in this and his National Open's going on in Sydney, I think it's, like, fairly despicable. Like, yeah. Mate, like he, he said he didn't want to come down to Australia because you know he, he just had his sixth kid, I think, or fifth or sixth kid, but but proceeds to play the Bahamas, which is a, and a fantastic flight and a hit and giggle the same weekend. Like I know it's not as far, but it's not like he's flying cattle class down to Australia. Like he could probably get a direct flight. 
in and out in a private plane like if he if he really needs to get back to Ohio I just think it's really disappointing that well his biggest fans are in Australia and they just never get to see him come out here he hasn't been here since 2017 like it's it's disappointing and and you know hopefully he he saw how successful the last quite a couple of years have been and 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 he enters the field next year it's hard to disagree with that, and that's quite a pop. You see it going around on Twitter a lot. There's plenty of people out for Jason Day on it. Uh, I, yeah, well, you know, we've had a crack at him in the mag a couple of times about it. Like, I just think it should be illegal. It shouldn't <laughs> yeah. if your if your national opens on and and there's not like a a big event, like even a PGA Tour event or no, I'd say it had to be a signature event would be the only reason yeah, to miss it. Well, I would never blame Foxy for going to Bay Hill or something like that. No, you're right. But I think I get the impression that Foxy really wants the New Zealand Open. And I think maybe once he's established himself on the PGA Tour, he'll he'll give a couple of those tournaments. And yeah, I think I think he would too. He's a but proud he's just not in a position. He's not in a position to do that right now. And whereas... I'm sh- whereas Jason Day and Adam Scott and co... Well, Adam Scott obviously came... Are massively in a position yeah. to do that. They, yeah, that's a fact. So I think that's fine, and you know, without knowing Foxy's uh, incentives or agendas, I, I just I get the impression he's that kind of guy. So you know, mm. but yeah, well, I harp on about national opens, mate. I, I need to stop. But your Queen Neiman <laughs> was like, I'm got like he's he's in Chile this week to go play the Chile Chilean Open. When I was talking to him, he was like, "I've never won it, and I really want it." So that's awesome. He's he's said he said coming down here was a good call because it's a direct flight from Chile, and he said he can just get straight back and contend his national open. So you never know; he might go two in a row. Mm. Odds on, probably. Yeah, you'd, you'd think he's yeah, you'd think he's a decent chance. Um, and then, yeah, if Mito Pereira is playing, look, the Chilean fans will get a. A decent crowd in for those guys as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing that probably from the hero is just Tiger's return. Obviously, that's always going to be the big talking point. I don't think there's heaps to take away. It was kind of what I probably expected. He looked pretty solid. He He's Tiger Woods. He doesn't forget how to play golf. He definitely looked a little bit fitter than when we last saw him. He didn't look as sore. Yeah. He admittedly he, like picking out the picking the ball out of the hole still looks tough, and that's when I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, but you know. Like if, you, if you've had like four back fusions, you're probably going to struggle yeah. bending over. And look, I thought he was good from what I saw. I watched quite a bit on you know Thursday, Friday, and like he, he just he's just inconsistent at the moment, and it's just lack of competitive reps. But he had a decent weekend, shot a couple under, and then even I believe. And yeah, I, look, I, I I don't think we've seen the back of Tiger yet. Like, you'd be silly to rule him out after you know last time. But um, hey, there's some rumours floating around <laughs> that he that he might be on the blue juice, that with a bit of roids. Um, which yeah, I, I saw that too. I highly doubt. Yeah, I doubt it too. Surely yeah, just some I, garbage. It's yeah, interesting you said that he's going to try play once a month, which is promising. Um, that is really promising. So I think, I don't know, if he plays 
eight events this year. I'd expect him to be in like being contention one Sunday. Well, maybe not contention, but in the top ten, like with a feasible chance. I I, I wouldn't put it past him. Oh man, I, I think he's walking fine, and you know he'll be right up for it. it and you also know once he gets in contention, it's going to be a few blokes that shit themselves. So, yeah, mate, you just you just never know. Look, I, look, I'm a big Tiger guy, and I, look, it, it definitely it's hard to see at the moment. But look, just see how he how he comes back, and mate, he's the greatest player ever. Like, you, you definitely can't put a line through him if he's if he's playing regularly. Hey, Cal, you hit cups last week for the first time in a long time. I, can you just fill us in? Yeah. Well, I've got some mail that, that you boys, you know, were, were reading out what I had to had to say on my way around the golf course. I played the AGMA Golf Championships, which is the Australian Golf Media Association Championships. And, you know, it was a, it was a reduced field this week because um, – the weather and you know a lot of Melbourne-based people, but look, I I got onto the first tee. Nerves were fine, you know, like felt felt fine. I was um I was in a two ball with my boss. It was fine. And how did it stack up compared to a Hillary Cup first tee? Nerves? Nah, nothing. No, no, it doesn't compare. <laughs> doesn't compare. Um, yeah, I thought I'd I asked. say. As as Michael Block said, I, I I feel like as Michael Block said about the Australian, I feel like it, the Hillary Cup is major championship like conditions. So, <laughs> um, but no, look, I had a good drive to start and got a really tough break on one. Had to it like kicked hard left off the essentially the not the middle of the fairway, but the the left-hand side of the fairway into kind of sandy, sandy kind of tree land. And I had to kind of punch out, made fire. I was like, oh, well, like, you, you know, it's fine. And then, you know, I won't talk, talk you through the, the, the nuts and bolts of everything. I, I kind of bogeyed and parred my way around to maybe like five in really tough conditions. And I, I haven't been playing golf. So I was like, oh, yeah. like, I'm kind of imagining myself around here, not horrifically. Like I putted pretty bad. <laughs> but, and then I just, I hit this one on, oh, I think it's five, just into a, a hazard that had been dried out by the sun. So it didn't have any water in it. So you could go in there and play it. And my ball was plugged in the hazard. So I was like, gonna have to ask someone about this because i don't actually know the rules here because it's embedded i was like oh cool playing partner over i was like oh what's the go here like it's embedded he's like oh literally if you were two feet to the left you'd be able to place it but because you're actually in the hazard you have to play it i was like oh yeah that kind of makes sense just don't put it in the fucking hazard and then (laughs) um, and then so i played it and i felt like i flushed it but all the mud flew up and i I lost my ball, and look, I feel like I just had it out into the middle of the fairway, and there were these crows that were flying around stealing <laughs> golf balls. So I think I've been, I think I've been done by a crow. There, so okay. I didn't take another uh, drop. That's funny. But do you know what my theory is? 
I want to know what club you used out of this plugged lie. Nine iron. Okay. Okay. So you, you should have got that up. I yeah, I, was like, just, I, I had vision of you getting a six iron out, trapping it, and it just went straight under into the mud. And you thought <laughs> you lost in the fairway, but it's actually just a meter in front of you, just six feet under. Yeah. Well, like, look, mate, there's a distinct possibility, but I felt I felt like I found the middle of a club face, and it sounded like a ball going through the air. But yeah, I think a crow's took taken that one, or I've I have like um closer face and it's gone left into the hang. Also a possibility. So I had to take another drop there. Uh then I was like, fuck, well, we're gonna hit this on the green. And a yeah. howling right to left wind. Like hat backwards sort of stuff as you boys must have said on the plot last week. And I've just Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna have to turn the six iron over. And I turned it over right straight into the piss. So I had to take another <laughs> drop. It was real compounding errors that you just don't need in tournament golf. Yeah. So then I had to take another drop. Um, yeah, and just got got it up and I didn't get up and down. Got on. The that must have been a quad months. then. Yeah, or it was. something. Yeah, it was nice. a triple. It was a part five, so I think it was a triple. And then next hole, I was like, well, I flushed the driver, hit wedge to about two feet and proceeded to um, miss the putt, and then I just melted from there. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's tough, mate. It's always hard playing tournament golf when you're not used to it too, though. Having to finish putts is just terrifying because you get it's these great. ones that it's... you normally get given, and you're just it's, – it's so short sometimes that you start getting in your own head. It's not good. Mm. Yeah, the average then, punter like us. Yeah, and then I played again yesterday, and oh, you know, it's, I'm just I'm struggling to enjoy enjoy my golf. Not just because I'm playing bad. Like I I played bad bad in patches yesterday, but I played really good in patches as well. But I just I don't know. I just think my life's so consumed by the the sport at the moment that getting out and playing is just a bit of a not a chore, but it's it's just not as enjoyable as it used to be. I like I still love. You know, doing this, this covering the sport day to day, doing this podcast, but getting out and playing at the moment, it's just, you know, okay, it's feeling a bit, a bit like that. Like it's a, I've oversaturated my life with golf. I think once I get home and start playing, you know, over Christmas, I might find that find a love for it again. But at the moment, you know, it's, it's. Just I didn't not think there. we'd be having DMCs on this pod today, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, I, like I think to be. I'm not upset about I it. Also I'll just, see I'll just you, I also see that um, I reckon you're one of those people that you love the ones where you go out spontaneously, maybe in bare feet, a couple of cans, and just have a whack too. Like It's not as fun when you're playing in a two and it's a bit stuffy. I, I don't I don't love playing oh, golf like that. To be fair, it was the, it was great. It, it was it was really good fun on the, on the Tuesday and and I, look, I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, just um, challenging yourself in those conditions after not playing for a long time is is tough. But yeah. you know, I like if you invited me out to play right now, I'd obviously rather do that than, than be doing nothing. Yeah, but I just, yeah, I get yeah. Just compared to the you know, like how you used to feel, but you know, I'll be back home and get on some home courses and 
and you know i'll post some numbers when i get home and be back back around it yeah you go back to ta just find your roots again <laughs> yeah, yeah just go post a number at stew alexander thanks yeah. for coming uh we were going to talk about Rory's tweets, mate, but look, we've, we've gone over time and I think we will incorporate that. We'll, we'll incorporate that next week um, when, when we talk about, you know, the live stuff. It's a bit of another quiet week in the week of golf. So, you know, we might have to put some put some content in the file cabinet and, and move it to next week. But just before we go, we'll, we'll do our playoff holes. Do you have anything to tee off on before you switch the light, the light off and go to bed? Yeah, I do. Um yeah, so I'm teeing off on bad maps, and I ran into a bad map at the train station the other day, and me and Monty also had a discussion at the Open about it, and more specifically, it's when a map doesn't have you are here on it, a map that doesn't have you are here on it is redundant. Like, How am I meant to use a map that doesn't say where you are? It's just impossible, and the fact, I don't know, who these designers are or if that's a job title as a map designer but can you please just put you are here bold letters just for an average punter like me so i know where i'm Red going dot. yeah it's gotta be it's it's a joke yeah london's a big city too it's Mm-mm. it's um it's actually quite daunting to get around the big the big cities like that eh? yeah uh, but I'm sure you've got your commute to work down pat. Oh, yeah. It was just a train station. I I was just trying to find a pharmacy, and I was like, I literally looked at this map of Waterloo train station, and I couldn't – had no idea where the fuck I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you off on – What do you got, mate? Um, just go back to the Aussie Open. Just blokes on – Spectators walking around in um, golf shoes, <laughs> like I, I couldn't really cough it. Like, like wearing full foot joys, like dressed like they're in the field. It just it rattled me a bit. It's it's not like I could maybe cough it if it was like wet because you know your your golf shoes are waterproof. But God, I just thought it looked funny. These blokes yeah. just rolling around like they're about to play. Shirts tucked in. So funny. But yeah, so it's I'm not like, really teeing off. It was just an observation. I feel you need to – it's kind of like if you go to a like a, a function and you're overdressed, you can like undo a few buttons or something. I feel like golf's a bit like that where you can maybe use one part of the golfing attire but don't use all of it. Like if you're going to yeah, wear like, the golf shoes, just wear a bit more casual like some trackies or something. But don't go full out. You just look like yeah. a tosser. Full Monty, I, I'd say ninety-eight percent of people had golf polos on, and which is fair enough, I reckon. I think, I think you kind of got to loosely follow the dress code of the golf courses, which are quite strict. But yeah, um, you know, I thought, I just thought, I just noticed that like people rolling around in their golf shoes, unless they yeah, unless they no. played East Lakes across the road, uh, and then come over. You know, I I don't know that. Mm. So it's not really a tang off. It was just an observation like, geez, that looks funny. Yeah, I I definitely, I, there was a few times when we were at the Open where I wish I had them, just when it was bucketing down and it was slippery. I was like, golf shoes would be ideal. But that's probably the only time that I feel they're necessary. 
Well, mate, thanks for staying up late. Any parting words? Not really, eh? No, I don't have anything to add. Well, cheers, guys, for tuning in this week. A little bit longer than last week's pod, or yesterday's pod. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. I hope you got something out of it. And, you know, if you're, you're ever thinking of a golf tournament to go to, get get some tickets to the Aussie Open because you, you won't be disappointed. We'll catch you next week. Thanks. Are you too-